question. You ain't got the answer, Sway. 2 Corinthians 3.17, that's the whole ball game. Church members I have. With 15 cents. Baseball Heretics, episode 16. Hey. Moses, how you doing, bro? Uh, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a, good, a different introduction question because I'm starting to run out of ways to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but your life is changing. Your life uh, is changing. Life, life's not the same every week. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think it changes, but it's it, th- th- then change the question, man. If my life is changing, be like, oh, basement full of heretics, episode sixteen. Moses, where you been? You know, <laughs> even something simple like that. Uh, but uh, you're still in Edmonton. Uh, why are you giving me my location? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, it's been a pretty standard week, uh, just toiling for wages. Which is which is a blessing. Yeah, don't worry. You're just a you're just a wage slave, eh? Just a wage slave. Y'all got wages. I'm down. What you want? <laughs> Where the wages at? Uh, but uh, apart from that, um, I I know you were gonna get into it because something you you'd want to talk about. But there was those COVID alerts that came out. Um, yeah. I think it was yesterday. Just those <clears throat> random texts, and I don't know how how everyone else's phone set up. I have an iPhone, so I'm guessing most people experience something similar. But like, I had my headphones in, and it literally starts like yeah, see, audible. I was noise. tripping like, out. I was like, <laughs> "What is actually going on?" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was talking to someone today, and because he had the same thought that I did. But remember that story a couple years ago, um, with Hawaii with the whole missile thing. <laughs> Like some people know the missile launch. Yeah, when there was like some faulty missile alert system, because I think <laughs> Hawaii has it just because they're close to like North Korean stuff like that. And then somebody okay. accidentally sent out an alert to everyone on the island that like a bomb was coming, like a like a nuclear bomb was coming, and people start freaking out, like people having to decide if they're gonna drive to spend their last moments with their wife or with their kids. Uh, you know, people like like hiding out in bunkers, like crying. <laughs> you find out there's some intern who hit the wrong button. How long? How long? How long? How long did they go before they corrected it? Uh, I don't remember. I really don't remember. Um, maybe a few hours, but uh, that's but actually yeah, too crazy. That was my trigger response, and then uh, and then I was like, oh, it's probably one of those alerts, and I thought it was like some amber alert, and then yeah, you so just get this alert. It's like, oh yeah, you know that pandemic that's been going on for eighteen months? <laughs> it's still going on. <laughs> like, why did you need to alert me about this? Yeah, I'm fully real. aware that there's still a pandemic. <laughs> And it's like it's getting worse. It's like, yeah, we yeah, need, it's like, yes, yeah, it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is strange because because this pandemic's been going on since March. And this I think it's the first time I've got I've got that alert. Yeah, it's I'm so like, stupid. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, it's this is the first so time. Because <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe we can just hop into it now. But I mean, even as far as restrictions go, like we talked about before the show, all the all the only restrictions we had added are now um, junior high kids can't go to school and you can't do one on one personal training. And they sent out a freaking alert, <laughs> a province wide alert. It's like, oh no, you can't do. Was it? Did it say? Did it say? Did it say effective immediately? The other said. I I don't. I I okay. The thing I didn't look too closely at it, but I swear it literally just said like health emergency, like COVID nineteen is still going on. Like I don't think, and and then they had a link. To, yeah, it had a link to the provincial governor website where you could go and check out the restrictions. Where it's like, yo, if you have time to put a link in, this is not an emergency. If I have time to click the link 
and wait for the page to blow up and scroll down and, and, and hit the hit the expand bar to see the details, the detailed restrictions. This is not an emergency. I don't know why we had to why we had to pull this lever now. Um, it's like end that workout right now. Man. Start start yeah. the cooldown right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this workout is finished. I don't know. I guess I guess it's our it's our government's way of letting us know that uh, they're taking this seriously, very seriously. Um, yeah, yeah, but like, but but it's so interesting because like I think we talked about this idea of like I think if anyone's not in Alberta, uh, which which we do have an international podcast. So yeah, we do. Definitely. We talked about yeah. this week. Got people all over the world <laughs> in multiple countries. And so, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, so, so, so if you're not in Alberta, um, essentially what we're talking about is I think the government with the new COVID restrictions, they've now adopted like a regional approach kind of thing where it's like the hotspots where it's like yeah. certain restrictions are applied to certain areas and other areas are exempt. So without, without disclosing too much information, I am not in one of those hotspots. So I, I don't have those yeah. extra restrictions placed on me. Moses does. Uh, but we're talking about like, like, like we're talking about how if anyone remembers, like you remember in Italy when they did that, uh, when they did the regional approach when COVID first started, and everyone was just like tripping out and like running to the other sides of, of Italy, and then mm-hmm. I think that's like why that's what led cases to rise. It's just like everyone just like does this mass exodus to places without restrictions, and you know in Alberta there's enough people who are who hate restrictions that they will literally go to other parts of the, maybe not move, but like go to other parts of the province, and who knows, man, we could literally have an Italy on our hands. Um, we already have an Italy on our hands. I think in terms of cases per capita, we might actually be beyond where Italy was. <laughs> um, I, but but, but, but did, did, did Italy's healthcare system kind of collapse? Did it do like a soft collapse? Hey, man, you're about to get treated in a tent. <laughs> I'm telling you, the time is coming. Yeah, where's, where are those hospitals? The hospital's going to say, bring a sleeping bag <laughs> on your way. Make sure to pack, Dude. get a capstone. <laughs> Do that, do that, do, do that Venezuela thing where it's like bring your own batteries, bring, 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 bring gloves because the doctors might not have any. You know? yeah. <laughs> Run out of ventilators, get an accordion. <laughs> We're saving lives. I remember, I remember when I thought I, when, when, when Italy was collapsing, you were telling me it's like, bro, have you seen Italy? Like, yeah, I no, no, scared. I listened because that was early, early COVID, like, you know, when people. I think we we still had the impression that it might it wasn't going to be a big deal, but I remember listening to some podcasts and hearing about people in Italy. Um, but now you hear stories about people, the Royal Alex, who are like doctors, talking about how crazy it is there. But uh, oh, really? Yeah, I think it's that's the thing. You know, this we're, obviously we're not a. I was going to say we're a political podcast, but COVID isn't political. The you know maybe news flash of the day. It's it's literally a health crisis. Um, but uh, um, <laughs> I think the difference between. Um, the difference between us and Italy is their regional lockdowns were very much, I think that was very like a public health decision. And also that was the early days of the pandemic. So I don't, I, so I think a lot of politicians were hesitant to put in sweeping lockdowns um, the way they have since then. So, they, you know, they closed down the yeah. north and then people ended up running to the <clears> south and spreading it. Um, but here, I think our difference is our regional lockdowns are kind of politically motivated. Um, How so? And, or at least, or at least, there's an argument that they're politically motivated. Uh, I feel as like we might lose listeners on this episode. We're about to go in on the provincial government, but um, no, because because you remember, just to give people a, a, a even more of a brief rundown on Alberta politics, a few weeks ago, um, you know, we have elected representatives for different areas in the province, and 17 representatives who are all part of oh, the, yeah. the governing yeah. party, they signed a letter saying that their own party's COVID restrictions 
were excessive and that they didn't support them and that they were going too far. And the thing is, quite notably, yeah. all of those representatives were in rural areas. And the thing is, and 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 you know, fair fair point to them. Most of the, most of the cases are in the big cities in Alberta, and so they felt as though you know these these lockdowns shouldn't apply to us because we don't have as many cases. And now, when you look at those hotspots, I th- I'm pretty sure that almost all 17 of those ridings aren't included in them, and so all those places are, don't have more extreme restrictions, even though, and this is getting very like Alberta specific. So you know, don't worry, we're gonna get off the topic soon. But I mean, even though, let's say, BAM, for example, um, they're on fire right now. Like, I'm pretty sure their they're, they're, uh, town council or city council issued like a state of emergency, but they're not in those increased restrictions because their M- MLA was like, I don't agree to these. And she's since mm-hmm. been censured. And so the thing about Alberta restrictions is that, you know, maybe in Italy they could make a health policy argument for it. But here it just seems to be purely political. We're just where our provincial government saying. You know, these places, the big cities where people understand that maybe we need more intense restrictions, let's just put it there. But then everywhere else where it's going to get them mad, even though they might actually need them too, they're like, nah, it's all good. Um, yeah, I actually I actually didn't yeah. think about that before you raised it. That's actually mad interesting. Yeah, I, the, the, these aren't original thoughts for me. It's, I, I listen to another podcast, The Strategist. Uh, it's a very good political podcast. I enjoy it. If um, you're in Alberta, like, listen, I think it's like a... Yeah, I think if you're in Alberta, it's definitely a good listen. Um, yeah. But uh, those are those. I guess those are my feelings on the on the restrictions. Uh, I know Emil's still living free. Um, how's that freedom still. feel, man? How's that? Uh, how's it, how's it feel being a patriot? Um, <laughs> it's good, man. It's right. Yo, yo, I'm actually. Uh, hey, man, I'm uh, I'm two weeks away from getting my vaccine, so hey. I just gotta hold off. I just gotta hold off, hold off COVID for two weeks. And how? And then how, I'm, how, and then how I'm getting that vaccine. To, how'd you manage to finagle this? Cause you were, cause you're young and healthy. I literally you don't have any pre-existing. Well, at least not I, serious. I mean, yeah, pretty much my so, short question um, is: How so are you stealing a dose from someone it. who needs it more? <laughs> please, please break it down for us. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> how did how did you yo, how did you bump your way in front of grandma <laughs> to get a vaccine? Let me actually let me actually explain. It's actually it, it is true. You could argue I'm actually doing that. So, um, so one of my one of my coworkers posted a thing in like a group chat. About like, hey, like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a pharmacy in town which has a bunch of extra doses, and they say hey, sign up and you can get it. And so I'm like, okay. So I click on the link and I'm like, oh snap. And so it says, it, so I sign up, and I sign up. I pick a date, I pick a, a, everything, and then I'm like, they're like, oh, check your email. So I check this email, and I ain't gonna lie, man. Initially, I thought it was a scam because the email I got was from a guy, from a guy's personal email. They're Did like, you know what? He's like, click on this link. I clicked on this link. Uh-uh. I don't know what, no, he sent it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, the heck is this? So click on this link. And then on the link, there's a whole bunch of like questions. One of them is, is asking for my healthcare number. And I'm like, what? So, 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 I, so I looked through, it was like, looked like Google form. And there was so many spelling mistakes. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is actually going on? So, 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 um, so, so now I'm like, ah, this is a kind of sketch. So two days later, I go to the pharmacy and I'm like, okay, I signed up for this thing. Wait, so did I you this... fill out that Google form? No, not yet. So oh, no, so, okay. so 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 I so go to the pharmacy. I go to the ph- actual pharmacy. I'm like, wait up. I'm like, I'm like, I was told. I was told that you guys are getting the Pfizer vaccine on this day. I signed up for it, and then I, I and then I, I then got an email from this this email, this one right here, mm. from this guy. And I'm like, I'm not sure this is legit. It's like, oh no, yeah, it's like this is actually legit. This is our. This is the pharmacy's owner, and he's he's the one who coordinates it. And so uh, confirm this real. 
Um, and I signed up for it and yeah, so I'm scheduled to get one, but it's interesting because then I told my, I told a couple of friends, I'm like, yo, I got the vaccine. I got the vaccine uh, schedule. And then they're like, oh shoot, send me the link. And then I sent the link. I'm like, and then I said, like, here's the link, to the website. And then when they would link the website, they went to the website, the vaccine sign up sheet was gone. So I'm like, I, I, I think they literally had like limited doses. I'm like, oh crap. Like, I, I literally... And so your friends couldn't even do the thing you'd done, like where they went to the actual pharmacy. Yeah, and they just talked to. Them? They couldn't. They couldn't. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. I. Uh, it's I a doggy so, dog world, bro. No, man. It's, I feel as though vaccine envy could be an issue. I don't, it's 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 tricky because I think so many people on the flip side of it also don't want to get a vaccine. Um, but it's weird, man. Like I know even even though I technically have a not technically but even though i have like a health condition which kind of allowed me to get it a little bit sooner i know just the fact that like at least i'm i i appear to be a fairly healthy just like young person uh i know we talked about it on the pod but generally like in day-to-day life like at work i haven't talked to anyone about getting the vaccine i'm like you yeah, know just keep it to myself because it's just you know you don't want to get to give people the sense of that you found a way to cheat the system. That's your weak. Uh, They're like, what's your weakness, Moses? Yeah. Why are you so frail? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but, plus but, but like, you know, plus it's like, if you're young and you get the vaccine, it's like, you're not even getting the AstraZeneca. You're not even taking a, taking a shot for the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> you're not even helping the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I think getting the good stuff. Yeah, the Pfizer. <laughs> the no, Pfizer. No. The Moderna. <laughs> The M R N A. When um, did I tell you? I, I, I tell you. When did when did getting AstraZeneca become like martyrdom? Like it's just like when the, when the government said you. The government said, "Hey, let's stop this for a bit. People are dying." <laughs> and then, then they're like, "Well, you know what? Not that many people are dying." And and and, 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 and actually, and, and, and so here's the thing, going. man. Here's the thing, man. Speaking of AstraZeneca, like I literally think this is actually it's interesting because my mom said this before. I did not know this, and I was like, "This can't be true," but apparently, it's true. Did you know AstraZeneca is actually is actually being made in India? Yeah, they have um, some factories there. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. some, of, some and, of the doses Canada is getting are from made in India. Yeah, and it's so interesting because like I don't know like obviously, hopefully yeah I was gonna say hopefully like well any and most people are aware of the Indian like healthcare crisis and I was listening to a podcast on it and it's talking about how like really actually India initially in the, like November and so on around Christmas time. They actually had a handle on the vaccine. I had a fairly good handle on the virus. Like they actually were doing a pretty decent job with it. But then what happened was the government was just like being super complacent. They're just like, we said, ah, it's no big deal. Uh, you, uh, the, the prime minister was like, I love to see all you ra- thousands of people coming at this rally. And like most people weren't masked. And so the government sort of just relaxed on it. And they say like that complacency just dug in and like everyone became, like, a lot of people became so complacent. That when the COVID, when the round, when the second, the third wave came with the vengeance, it just absolutely white, just nuked them. Uh-huh. And so, like, I was just thinking, man, like, like, obviously, obviously, India is a developing country, and we're not. But do you honestly think a similar thing could could realistically happen here, like where our healthcare system just gets absolutely smoked? Uh, my healthcare system is getting smoked. We talked about this before the show, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Alberta's like per capita's higher cases counts than um the New Delhi. So like it, it, in terms of in terms of, of of like the the quality of the job that we're doing avoiding getting covid, we're actually doing worse than in India. <laughs> the only thing that's that's keeping us from the brink is that maybe our healthcare system um 
is a bit more prepared for it. But I mean, even that, it seems to be cracking in some respects. And I think I'm pretty sure Ontario. If 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 listeners haven't noticed, a lot of this podcast is based off like speculation and things that I heard but can't quite remember. But I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that Ontario um, is using field field hospitals right now, and obviously Alberta. We have the capabilities to treat you in a tent. Um, so the butter so, dome, yeah. the butter dome is coming. Yeah, the butter dome is coming. Um, <laughs> you see, you see, that, you see that thing when like when the, when the when 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 the stories of the butter dome first came out, and Rachel Nolly posted that thing on Twitter. It's like, you're telling us there's no field hospitals. I see the field hospitals. You see that thing? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, she's like, she's like, she's like, Jason Kenny's saying everything's okay. They are literally building a field hospital in the butter dome. She's like, no, yeah. this is, things are not okay. It's like, yeah. I, <laughs> it's the, like, the, the funeral the homes my, have trucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the it's like, the Red Cross. You just see just you just see just giant yeah. bags of rice being driven inside. It's like, what is this? Why are you bringing nope. in rice and rice and yeah. beans? They have needle. Remember, remember, remember ah, that needle. instant milk. It, yeah, yeah, man. They have, yeah, they have instant milk just coming. Yeah. Soldiers and soldiers and Humvees delivering. Oh, man. That that needle reference is for is for a very specific kind of listener. <laughs> Anyone who's ever drank a needle, hit us up in the DM. <laughs> We need to talk. We need to reminisce. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm not going to talk too much about Nito, but when you find out Nito wasn't just, um, was actually like made specifically for Mountaineer's children. <laughs> it's like this high calorie beverage made to. <laughs> like, and, like, and like every African store has got like piles of it. Like, dude, we're in Canada, bro. Like, we're in Canada. Why are we still buying Nito like this, man? Nito. The whole thing is like we don't gotta live like this oh, no more, bro. Man. Like, <laughs> man, I'm tempted to make the episode needle in the basement. <laughs> Just shut out a whole segment of listeners with no idea what that is. Honestly, if you don't know what needle is, um, praise God. <laughs> you know, you, you know I, do they sell like at normal grocery stores? Have you ever seen needle at a normal grocery store? No. Although I guarantee you, if it's <laughs> if if there is needle at your Sobeys, it's been on the shelf for at least ten years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the and that's okay because it's still that's, good. Yeah, it's, it's still, still good. good. It's still good. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like a pandemic. Everyone's everyone's stocking up on like pasta and stuff. All the black people just run straight. To, straight all you need to is the all you need is one one tin of needle. Everyone's filling their carts. I just need one tin of needle. This will bring me through seven months. <laughs> I drink one glass a week. <laughs> <laughs> All of and my I'm caloric good. needs. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right. Um, I feel as though right. <laughs> I feel as though we've we, we've just we've just been having a very niche conversation about Alberta's <laughs> health crisis. <laughs> um, to uh, to the wonder of Nito, but uh, <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? I know this is your last week of spring break. Um, you get yeah, extra yeah. Well, it's only it's only one week, so yeah. So, so spring break to, is basically over. Yeah. You go back to in-person school uh, on Monday. On Monday, yeah. So far, uh, unless something changes, unless something changes, <laughs> essential workers. Okay, sure yeah. So, what? What's that? Do I no. just throw up a peace sign? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was gonna say I was gonna tell Lisa just uh, you know uh, make sure you're praying for a meal, but uh, I think they should do that anyway. <laughs> no, what do you mean? Pray for us, man. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That's yeah, true. You... And especially considering considering I'm I'm not vaccinated for the next couple of days, I need those prayers, man. Yeah. 
I need those prayers. Um, and yeah, so I think that's it. I'm ready for Heretics Corner. Yeah, let's hop in here. We got a good one this week, so let's go into the Heretics Corner. It's times like this I wish I were a religious man. It's all over, people. We don't have a prayer. So, um, Heretics Corner, it's really interesting because I think this is something that I've been thinking lots about. Um, been talking to you about it a bit, but it's something that I've been really yeah, thinking lots yeah. about. And that is philosophy. And so, generally speaking, um, I, I'm going to do, I'm I'm do your tested and true thing when you start off a topic. Always give the definition. Always that's give like, the definition. Define your terms. That's like, <laughs> and so, uh, when we talk about philosophy, essentially, this is, this is from the Google, the people at Google. Hey. which really is not actually google let's see it's like, incredible it's sources <laughs> it's really like someone else like you know google yeah, when did google start doing that thing when did google start doing that thing where like you type in the question and then automatically like the answer like you know like, oh, like the the, 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 yeah. when did they start doing that that wasn't a thing like when i was in high school but like um oh, yeah, but google's getting to know us a little so, too well man <laughs> getting a little too and familiar like, and like and like our arguments end right away it's just like yeah. ah, google said shut up no, but like, so, <laughs> so according to Google, philosophy is a study of the fundamental, a study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence. So essentially, it's like the study of like the really big questions of life. Um, and obviously, when I when I come across that, and I think a lot of people when they see philosophy, um, it seems kind of abstract, kind of like academic. Um, and speaking as someone who is not very academic, I'm not, even though I'm a teacher, I'm, yeah, I I'm not say, the most man, academic. You really work yeah, yeah. In, in academics. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, I, if, if, I'm not. What I'm, makes I'm someone, what makes someone academic then? If, if being a teacher okay, isn't a qualifier. I, I think, okay, I, th I think my thought is just like, I'm thinking of like, of like the, like university professors, people who are just like, who are just like on all the time. Like, you know, seem to be on like all the time. Like, they're just like, the intelligentsia. No, so like, you, like, like, you call yourself like, stupid, man. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not calling myself stupid. I'm literally saying I'm just a normal so guy. But I'm like, no, but like, okay. here's the thing. Like, and and I feel like, I, I think so many times, like, it's interesting because whenever I, I even, it's weird. This kind of kind of sounds contradictory. But like, yeah. even even when I even even when I teach like philosophy stuff in class. Um, it oftentimes seems incredibly weighty and people are like, oh my goodness, this is, I can't understand this. But essentially, like the, it's the just like... talk about it? No, but just like, I think people just walk into any conversation on philosophy and they're a little bit overwhelmed by it. It's just yeah. like, you're going yeah. to start using big words, you're going to start talking about abstract concepts that I can't actually understand or make sense of. But here's the thing, like I personally just look at it as just like a... It's just like how, how we think about knowledge reality and like our lives so like if you have any conversation like i'm sure i'm sure like you've had those weird conversations where it's like is this is this am i is this real or am i just in the dream of a guy called a meal you've had those like weird conversations with friends where it's like is this is this actually real or are we like dreaming this and stuff like that but like yeah. even oh no i was gonna say yeah I've, I've, def I've definitely had those conversations i don't like them but i've had them yeah why why don't you like them? they just feel kind of stupid yeah, they just, they just always felt kind of pointless because I've, I've, I've talked to you about it before. But like, yeah, even if I, even if this whole life is the dream of a giant, is that really going to change the way I live it? Probably not, but. Yeah, I, well, yeah. Well, what if this, whole, if this whole life is just a video game? Well, actually, I guess reincarnation would sort of would sort of affect how you live. Um, but like there is 
I think it's interesting that it's, it's really just like how you view the world. Like, you, like even those weird conversations you have in a way, this sort of philosophy, you're just talking about like reality existence, um, how we understand things. And so the thing I want to start off just by thinking about is like asking you, because this is something I've thought a lot about. I'm sure you've thought about is do you, do you think, do you think, do you have a personal philosophy of how you live your life or how, how you view reality? Like you have a personal philosophy can you, you maybe, 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 maybe you have one, but you can't like, say like say abc but do you feel like you have a personal philosophy on how you live your life um hmm, that's a good question i actually was not prepared for that uh probably not i'd say probably not um and you know maybe i think this is something we're gonna we're probably gonna touch on later but i mean you know the intersection of like faith and philosophy and where yeah where you um where you draw the line between the two, if there is even a, a line to be drawn between the two. Um, but I think definitely my faith is the closest thing I have to a philosophy. Uh, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. Christianity. Like it's, it's, it's definitely the, the one belief that I have, which impacts the way I view all my other beliefs It impacts the way I view existence and, and, um, and truth and ethics and all those kinds of things. Um, even, even, even though I feel like my understanding of Christianity has changed, I still feel as though it's probably the lens that I, I see life through. Um, so I'd say that, but I yeah. think beyond that, I don't know. I've, I try to, I try to stay open to things. I try to like read different stuff and, and, you know, be curious generally. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I can say I have a thought. I feel as though most people don't have a philosophy. Do you, do you think people have philosophy? Like, do you feel, um, would you I expect think, most people to have an answer to that question if you ask them that? I, I yeah, I, I, I feel like most, I feel like most people can't necessarily articulate that, but I feel like without even necessarily sitting down and thinking about it, I feel like most people have a philosophy. Okay. That that the, a philosophy of, of how they view the world and how that how that impacts how they how they navigate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe. Because, 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 but, because oh, one okay, of the here's things, the like, thing, here's I, the I, thing. I, I okay, no, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, because I was listening to this thing and this guy was talking about how um, human beings, human beings desire to be consistent. The idea of like, we desire to be consistent in everything that we do. Like, it's very hard. Like, it's very hard for me to be like, um, to be constantly different in every single circumstance. And that, that there's this idea of like, we desire to have like a consistent thread that leads through all of our lives. And like, it gives us, it allows us to be consistent in all our circumstances. It allows us to be consistent in like the stuff we face. And so I feel like in a way that's sort of a philosophy because it, it's, it's how you understand reality. It's how you understand um, your existence. And it's just like this consistent thread that like ties everything together. Yeah, but okay. First, first, my question to that would be, um, yeah, first, yeah, I guess the, the, the probably the, the best one to start with is is that necessary? Because you know, think of even like animals. Mm. I think most people would say like a a wolf doesn't have a philosophy, but a wolf is still able yeah. to make decisions and and yeah. go through life. Obviously, it, it goes through life differently than we do, but a wolf is still able to exist and choose. Okay, now it's time for me to eat. Now it's time for me to sleep. Now it's time for me to play. Time for me to lick yeah. my butthole. Um, do all the, <laughs> all these different things that a wolf does. Um, and most people would say, and, and I think maybe you could say, well, why can't that apply to humans? Like, why can't I still be able to exist yeah. in life without having, you know, a quote unquote philosophy? And the second thing I'd ask is like, even, 
even if you say people do a flaw, like does someone need to be conscious of their philosophy, whatever that is even? Because I think that's the difficulty. Like I feel as though most people, their difficulty with answering that question is that maybe they can't formulate and articulate what exactly their philosophy is. And in that yeah. case, do they even have one? Because like, like I said, yeah. the closest thing I have to a philosophy is Christianity. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually, that's actually a really good question because I was, I, was, I, was, I was listening to a podcast on this. Was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago? And um, it was, it was a, it was like a, it was, it was a non-Christian podcast, and they were just talking about like legit philosophy. Which is we call, and, we call uh, our podcast in our, hey, check out this non-Christian podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, how we, that's how we, we refer to podcasts it's, officially. And, and even even non-Christian soccer podcast. Hey, podcast. check out this podcast. <laughs> check out this check out this podcast. People exactly like you. What do you mean, people like me? People who don't have faith. Nobody <laughs> <Yes>. like. Nobody <laughs> like. Uh, no, but like they were, they were, they were talking, and um, one of the one of the guys, one of the guests on the podcast was a was a professor, I think, at Harvard, and Ooh. he he, huh? I was just going, I was just going, Ooh. just pressing awe. He's at Harvard, smart guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And so and so he was talking about how I think he was talking about happiness, and he he said he said that from he didn't he 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 didn't he didn't give like the research for it, um, but he said but he said from what from what we from what we've seen so far. He says it seems like it seems like um, there are four things that make people happy. Is that happy, not not live? So you can live without these four things. It says yeah, yeah. there are four things that seem to make people happy, and it's um, it's family, friends, yeah. meaningful work, and I, I think the last one he said was faith slash philosophy. And so he said he said he said faith slash philosophy. It says obviously there are some people who have faith, and that guides that 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 gives them. Um, guidance through life, but he says even if you don't have faith, he says philosophy will do that same thing. Because he says he says he says we find that it's the people who who invest more time into those four areas that seem to be consistently happy. And so he said he said you can live without these things. You can live without friends, without family, without uh, meaningful work, and um, without faith or or philosophy. And I'm sure there are many people who don't have those things, and and they're living like they're fine. Like, but he said. It seems like it seems like it seems like they're not happy. Like they're not like what's that? What's that? What's that? Um, what's that Maslow hierarchy of needs? The idea of like self actualization. Like you're not you're not you're not maximum. You're not you're not your your absolute best. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying that he says you can live, but he says but you might not be at your at your highest level. And yeah, I think it's possible to have that philosophy without 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 guiding you. But I think personally, I think it's a good idea for most people to sit down and just think about how do I actually view the world? Like, how do I actually think about things? But we're okay. okay here's the thing, and I, I think maybe listeners might remember those four points because we brought it up on the productivity episode. Um, not to say we can't talk about it here because I think it obviously fits here well. But I mean, first of all, and yeah, and here's the thing: I think Emil is a lot more invested in the idea of philosophy. I don't. I'm not totally opposed to it, but I think Emil spent a lot more time thinking about it. So maybe that's the role I'm going to play this episode, just kind of asking you questions and trying to dig a little deeper. Um, but first of all, and maybe we can address this later, are you sure that faith and philosophy are even equivalent? Like, Do you feel as though someone can really derive the same meaning and joy from, I don't know, being an objectivist or an existentialist as they would from being like an actual like Muslim, Christian Hindu, like, I don't, are they perfectly equivalent? Can you, like, is, can you draw a straight line between them? And then, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's actually an interesting question. Um, there was, 
there was a there's a guy there's a guy who there's a guy who pretty famous guy I think um his name is Ryan Holiday and so he he um he's basically like the face of like modern stoicism which we're going to talk about a little bit later but I was listening to a I was listening to a uh, to a to an interview with Ryan Holiday and Ryan Holiday actually says very interesting thing he said he said we live in a world where a lot of people especially a lot of younger men have given up on religion. And yeah. so he said, he said, he said, I'm not a Christian myself. But he said, he said, uh-huh. I'm, I, he said, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm the only kid who's a Christian. But Ryan Holiday said, <laughs> Ryan Holiday said, I just want to make it clear. Uh, so, so Ryan Holiday is like, he's like, I'm not a Christian myself. But he said, he said, what I, what I realized is that people, human beings, um, and I think it goes back to that Nietzsche thing, God is dead. He said, human beings seem to have this desire for something that helps them explain their world and gives them a meaning like a like a like a compass for their lives and he said he said he said for many people religion is gone like 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 they're not they're organized religion or like traditional religion they're, they're sort of done away with that and said philosophy fills the gap maybe imperfectly but it says philosophy begins to fill the gap for many people because like 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 um i i, I recently got i recently got this book um but from ryan holiday it's called uh, the daily stoic it's called this stoic and essentially set up it's called 365 366 days 366 days in the art of living and that's what the book is called and dude is is literally a devotional book like like he actually calls it a devotional like there's mm-hmm. there's a daily reading there's a daily uh, quote from uh, from a from a famous stoic and there's a reflection on it and there's a question to like something to think about and to journal on and i'm like I'm like I've read this. Literally, looks like every one of those devotional books our mom has in like the down down up in the in the office. And I'm like, it's interesting that philosophy for many people is filling the spot of religion. I'm not sure perfectly, but like, but for example, it gives it gives a moral framework. It tells them what is good and what is bad. It tells them how to interact with people. It tells them how to think about their own deaths. It tells them how to live now. And I'm like, it's 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 serving all the things that religion has done for people. Yeah. Okay. So then, I, 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 I think I have a few more questions about that. But then, to kind of go on to something you you were gonna say before, you were saying, you know, you think everyone needs to sit down and ask themselves how it is that I see the world, or how how do, like what is my philosophy, which I think is a pretty daunting question. And yeah, my my, so my my question is like, when you say someone should do that, what does that even look like? Where do they start? Like, where does someone start when when they're asking themselves, how do I see the world? Because I, I personally wouldn't I think know where I, to start well, without like Christianity, maybe. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is something that you sit down and say today. I'm going to write down my personal philosophy. That's not what I'm saying. Um, yeah. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I, I think people should be more, should take time and reflect and just think more about how they view the world. I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean you have to write, say, I'm going to block down an hour of time and I'm going to create a. A philosophical statement. I, I I don't I don't think you necessarily have to do that. But like for example, I'm a teacher, and I remember for job interviews they always ask you, "What is your philosophy on education?" And I've never written down my philosophy on education. I've never written it down. But I usually have something to say. I might just be BSing, but I usually yeah, have. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Say. Yeah, but what if you just BSing? Yeah. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Thing. I might I might BSing, but but whenever whenever someone asks me to do that, what I automatically do very quickly in that moment is I essentially think about, okay, in the classroom, how do I treat people? And, 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 and what do I think about my students? What do I think about this job? What do I think about my students? 
And so what I'm saying is I, I outside, I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe you need a job interview in order for you to do this or maybe not. But I'm saying that I think it's useful for people to just be more intentional and think more about how they view the world. Yeah, but, 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 I, I just don't but, know but, how you stretch yourself in that because that's such an open-ended question. Because it's like, yeah, yeah how do I no, view the world? And, you know, I could end up with you know, this, are you, this beautifully... Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you asking for, like, practical steps now to do that? Because I can... No, is, is yeah, you, no, you, you could you could give practical steps or just or just uh, like I'm uh, wondering like how do you even find direction because I feel as though like how do I view the world or how should I view the world that could literally go anywhere like I could end up yeah. coming out with some very like you know loving philosophy of I should treat everyone equally or I could end up a fascist just sitting <laughs> sitting at my at my desk yeah um, <laughs> because yeah. It, it literally is so open ended yeah yeah and 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 one of one of the ways one of the ways that that i encourage people to do it if you want to actually do it is something which i did a number a couple months ago is um just start journaling and just reflecting on like your day and like the patterns the patterns of behavior that you have because like for example um there was there was a student who asked me one time um because i i teach in a christian setting and the students in a christian student, setting think, in a christian setting <laughs> there's a christian ambiance in my place of yeah. work yeah protect protect the innocent but like um but i remember the student asked me a question he said uh mr n or mr mckenzie said um do you he said he said do you do you believe in god what is it i think it touches on the jordan peterson thing he said do you believe in god or do you act like you believe in god kind of kind of thing right and, and so um I, I, and I think it, it probably me to think, okay, so um, do I do I act like this because this is just how I act or do I act like this because because I believe this about God? And so one of the things that I did for myself is um, through that question, I went home and I literally took out a piece of paper and I just wrote down, okay, what do I actually believe? What do I believe about God? What do I believe about my life? What do I believe about why I'm here? And it's something which something which, the first time I did it, I wrote down like two things and that's all I, that's all I could do. Two things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, it's, it's an exercise I do periodically, probably a, not as much like every once in a while. And it's just, I just go back and I just think, okay, so what do I believe? What do I believe about God? What do I believe about this world? What do I believe about life? And yeah, you're right. It is, it, it could, it could lead people to very, very extreme ideology. I, I like even think of mind count. Mind count is, Hitler reflecting on his life, like yes, I, I I think I think it's possible for that for that to for that to happen, but I also I I, I just personally like I'm, I'm I'm speaking as someone who has benefited from this, and I think it's very beneficial for myself, and I encourage people to just like take time to just be a more reflective person and to think about what are what is what is the what is the um, what's the framework by which I'm looking at life and I'm navigating the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's something you said before, which I think I'm kind of not not kind of I am interested in. And you know, you talked about how you said, or at least this Ryan Holiday guy said, that philosophy seems to be filling the place of religion for some people. Mm -hmm. um, because I guess religion just seems whatever reason, maybe it seems hypocritical, fundamentalist, ridiculous, but people don't want to have anything to do with it. So they're going to philosophy. And uh, as someone <clears throat> Who spent? Who spent? I guess at least more time than me, 
looking into different philosophies and maybe even you'd say you subscribe to some of them. Do you feel as though that's the case for you? And I, I know you still, you, you, you still, you know, consider yourself a Christian, but do you feel as though philosophy has filled some of the gaps in, yeah. in faith, assuming they, they were there? And then like, what are those yeah. gaps and like, and how did philosophy fill them? Um, one of the, one of the, one of the things that, um, one of the things that I, I was, I was listening to an audio book recently and one of the, one of the things the guy spoke about, um, and I think the philosophy that I've been most interested in recently is stoicism. All right. So okay. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later again. And one of the things the guy spoke about, he said, he said, stoicism as a, as a philosophy has got a meta, has got a metaphysical element to it. Has, do you want, because, do you, do you for want to explain example, what that is, what stoicism is? Or yeah, so I don't know. Um, yeah, so essentially, it's it's a it's a school of thought that comes from like the ancient Greeks and Romans, and so it's um, it's if you actually read like in the book of Acts, there's an interaction that Paul has with Stoics in um, in Athens, and so what's interesting is that Stoicism essentially is a school of thought which is based on the idea of the I think the key idea behind Stoicism is is that there are certain things beyond my control. And that mm-hmm. there's most things are actually beyond my control. And so what I should focus on is virtue and the things that I can control. And those that are outside my control, essentially just let them be. And so um, if, if there's a, there's a, probably the, the most famous Stoics are like Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor, uh, this one guy called Epictetus and Seneca. But I, I was reading a book by Marcus Aurelius and he talks of, he keeps talking about the logos. He says the logos of the universe. And if he says, he says, the logos is in every single one of us. The logos guides history. The logos guides us all. And it's interesting that the, the word logos, I know this is, this is just like Bible knowledge thing. But the logos, the word logos is also in the book of Acts. I mean, the book of John, where it speaks of Jesus and it calls him logos or the John word. One. Yeah, yeah logos or the word. And it's interesting that for Stoics, there was the logo, the logos or God. But they didn't think of God in the same way Christians think of God. Like they didn't pray to God. Um, they didn't ask God for certain things. And so for them, the idea of like God or the logos is in charge of all things and is guiding all things. And that when I when I get angry or fight against the things I can't control, I'm essentially doing waging a useless battle because I'm fighting against the very thing that made me or the very thing that is in every single one of us. Okay. And so stoicism has stoicism has got that meta, like meta the metaphysical uh, component where it's, 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 it almost looks like a religion in some ways. And one of the, I remember I was just, I was just in a book and the guy says, there, there are certain things about stoicism because the guy who wrote the book is not a religious person at all. Like he's, and he said, he, 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 he doesn't like, he doesn't like like Dawkins or like the new, the new atheism, which he's, he's, he's talked to him, but he said, um, he said, I am an atheist, but I'm not like Richard Dawkins was like hostile to religion. But he says there's certain things about stoicism I don't take. And so for me as a Christian, there's certain things about stoicism that I that I embrace. And to be honest, I probably embrace them because they line up more so with like with my previous operating system, with my pre with my faith. But there's certain elements of stoicism that like I, I don't necessarily think about all that much. Um, but there's other things that I take with it. And so stoicism essentially is this school of thought. Um, which is like, hey, live with virtue. Um, understand the things that you can't control. Um, be aware of your own mortality and live like it. And all these things are, 
are 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 within Christianity. I think they all exist. Like Jesus speaks of all these themes in one way or the other. The Gospels think about talk of all these themes. But I find for myself one of the reasons why I've been drawn towards that is it's communicated in a much I think in a much simpler way than the way I've typically grown up with it. Mm-hmm. And I and 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 I this this might be just ex- explore ex- explaining a bit where I'm personally at in my faith journey. Um, for me, for me personally, growing up, um, there's um, and even up until fairly recently, I'm gonna say like within the last couple of months, I got to a point where I just realized like faith as I knew it was just not very sustainable for me anymore. Like it was, it was stressing me out. It was, it was, it was not joyful. Um, and it was just, and it was like a burden on me. But one of the things, one of the things I, 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 I find, I find in, 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 uh, in stoicism is because for me, my faith has be- had become so many additional things I'd added to it. But I think stepping away from that and, and, and looking at this other way of thinking that says, focus only on essentials, focus only on the things in your control. And what is essential, everything else sort of, um, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not just allow it per se, but don't, don't let that, don't let that steal your joy or steal your happiness or dictate your mood or dictate what it is that you're going to do. Things that are beyond your control. So there's a line in Marcus Aurelius. He says, anger is more damaging than the thing. He says, anger is oftentimes more damaging than the thing that causes it. The idea that we oftentimes get so angry. Um, and he says, if we sat back and said, okay, why am I angry? Because Moses said this. Why did Moses say this? Because Moses believes this. Why does Moses believe this? Because he was taught this. So I can't be angry at Moses because he's operating out of, he's operating out of, out of, he's out stupid. of, <laughs> he no, no, seriously. He know no, <laughs> no, literally there's, there's a line in Marcus Aurelius, like the second, first chapter, second chapter where he says, it says in the morning when you wake up be because this is why can't you be angry at someone for that? Why don't they go learn? No, 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 but no, but actually, Marcus Aurelius says he says in the morning when you wake up, he says remind yourself that you will meet people who are ignorant, um, stupid, selfish, all these things. You will meet people who are like all these things. But he said, he said, he said, he says your reaction. He says, but says, but they will not implicate me in ugliness. That like their choices will not will not guide my reactions. And he goes on and says that he says, he says, when I meet people like this, he says, what I do is I guide them. I help them because he says in many ways, they are victims of a system or the victims of, of, of their, of, of their background. I'm, 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 I'm thankful that I don't think like that. And I'm thankful that I know the truth and says, rather than just be angry at them for acting out of ignorance, he says, there's something I can do. I can help them. And, and so, okay, so the way I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, say things out loud, so I, I'm sure that I have an understanding of it. So it seems as though the appeal of stoicism, especially like, you know, within the context of your religious belief, is you feel as though stoicism is almost like repackaging some of these ideas that you had as a Christian and just highlighting like what's important and the things that you don't need to, you don't need yeah, to focus on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, for example, I think stoicism, stoicism packages, packages the 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 beliefs I had without the baggage that I've grown up with. Or that, or, or, and it's so interesting because um, if, if anyone knows us and I think we talked about this, like my 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 faith experience was definitely different than most people, like even my family. Like I, I, I went hard for no reason. Like, I don't know. I, I 
I, I definitely packed. I had, and I wouldn't even say it's necessary. My parents who did that because even my mom was like, "Yo, you gotta chill out." But like, um, I, I, I definitely had a lot of baggage that I that I added onto following Jesus, and I feel like Stoicism allows me to focus on a lot of those biblical themes without the baggage that I added on top of it. So let me give you an interesting example of this. Um, one of the things, and, and, and this is this is just me sharing my my personal life. Um, one of the things, one of the things which for me, my Christian faith was has been mostly prayer has just been a way for me to just confess sins constantly. Like that's all I do. Like just confess sins constantly. Because we sin constantly, we mess up constantly. And so what Stoicism essentially says is Every day, look at your mistakes. Um, and when you look at your mistakes, remind yourself, first of all, that you are a human being. You make mistakes. And rather, rather than beat yourself up over it, there's, there's a Marcus Aurelius quote that says, he says, rather, he says, you can choose to be good right now. Like you can choose to be a good person right now. Like you know your mistakes, but you can choose good. And so what that means for me practically is, my prayer life isn't just me confessing my sins anymore. What that looks like is me in the mornings, I, I take out my journal and I just reflect, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is what I'm thinking. This is some of the flaws with the way that I'm thinking. How can I, how can I tackle this? And in, my, in that, I write, down, I, I write down things like, dear God, help me to be better in this way. Because this way is how I'm struggling. And then I literally write down some tangible quotes from the Stoics that could help me in that. And for me, that is essentially prayer. And at the end of the day, I do a similar activity. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. No, I, just, I, I don't know. Just why you said essentially prayer. And you're just like writing the quotes to the Stoics. I'm just imagining you praying to Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, keep Marcus. going. And, and, and at the end of the day, I just, I just, I, I just reflect on how was I, how was I, how, how did I, how, how did I, how did I live out? Yeah, no, essentially like, like how did, how did I live out with it sounds virtue? Like it's so, almost like replacing your religion in a weird way. Yeah. So, 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 so how, did I, how did I, how did I, how did I live out virtue? And how, how do I, how my, how, how, how do I, how, what, the, what did I learn? How can I improve? You know, and yeah. in doing that, and in, and in doing that, I literally, I literally read like, as I said, this is me just being incredibly practical with it. And so what I do is before I go to bed, I take out like this little New Testament thing by my bed and I read like a section of the Bible and I just think about, okay, so what is actually going on here? And just think about rather, rather, and I, I don't, I don't read um, commentaries anymore because I've sort of, the whole thing of taking out the baggage, I just don't want to hear. I just, I, I, I don't want my life, which is, which is interesting because in a way stoicism is just hearing someone else's commentary. But but I, I just feel like I just feel like I I so much so much so much so much of the baggage of my faith has just been other people explaining the words of Jesus to me. And I feel like there'll be a time when I'll go back to commentary stuff. But I just feel like right now I, I, I just need to strip everything down to its essentials. And so just reading the gospels again and just like thinking about okay, so what is actually going on here? And so just feel like for me what Stoicism does yeah. is in a nutshell, it just it just strips things down to its most basic component. And here's the thing, like on a, on a, on a practical level, ever since I started reading that and doing that, I'm happier than I've been in a very long time. Like I'm actually happier than I've been in a very long time. 
Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about while you were talking. Okay, first of all, my my question is, and I have another point I want to make after, but maybe we can talk about this question first. First of all, like, obviously you're saying a lot of good things about stoicism. And stoicism mm-hmm. has helped you a lot. And you're not the only, like, I know several people, even some of them who listen to this podcast, have told me about how, how helpful stoicism has been for them. Um, but aren't you kind of making a leap to go from stoicism is good to philosophy is good? Because philosophy is a lot bigger than stoicism. And philosophy encompasses a lot of ideas, yeah, yeah, yeah. which maybe a, yeah, stoic, yeah. a stoic wouldn't agree with. And like, obviously, you've experienced yeah. this one branch of philosophy and said it's good. But then I'm wondering, like, aren't you kind of making too big of a leap to go? And maybe you're not, but like to say we should all be more philosophical and develop our own personal philosophies, or would a more honest answer be we should all just be stoics? In my opinion, <laughs> no, I, I, okay, here's the thing, and it's true. Like, even even with stoicism, they are they are like conflicting conflicting schools of thought like the literally stoics actually don't yeah. like other types of like i'm wondering why like, like are... we, people should immerse themselves in philosophy which is a much wider field than stoicism specifically. no is i i i i never i i i i don't think i said people should immerse themselves in philosophy per se i think what i meant to say and maybe maybe you'd be I, interested maybe I in or develop a philosophy no uh, i i i i said i said i said i think what people should do is i think they should be more reflective in Thoughtful. what they believe yeah yeah, more thoughtful in what they believe. That, 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 I, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to go and read a bunch of books and come to a philosophy. You, I, don't think, I don't think you have to go towards a certain philosophy. But I'm saying people should more should be more. I think encourage people should be more reflective on what they believe. Right. That, that, that's because I, I'm just saying because one thing one thing that I noticed about philosophy and and there are there are multiple schools of thought is just like it's just encouragement to live a more thoughtful life. And I just think people would, I think people benefit from living a more thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. And okay. So the, the, I, I agree with that. And, and the other thing I was thinking about, because you were talking about how, you know, how much happier you are. And I'm wondering if the, is, is it possible that the appeal of, of philosophy is that it's almost like religion without the consequences. And I'm not trying to be like overly reductive or, and you can tell me if I am. But, you know, plenty of people read the Bible and they hear the stuff Jesus says. And like, yo, this is really great yeah. stuff. Like this, is the, like, this is truth. And a lot of people like Jesus and don't like Christians. That's a really common refrain. But, I mean, people read yeah. the Bible and they like the ideas. But the one thing that they get hung up on is, you know, freaking revelations. And you have... Hell? <laughs> yeah, you get the ideas of hell and heaven and this God who smites people um, and kills people, you know, without giving a second thought of it. And it's almost like with philosophy... I can take all of those good, like moral ideas, all the thoughtfulness, the reflectiveness, the way I should treat my neighbors. I can extract all that out of religion and I don't have to have this, this, this God hanging above me who can do anything at any moment, which kind of freaks people out. And I know even from my perspective, um, some of my happiest days as a Christian, because I've talked a little bit about my own, uh, I guess, personal journey of going, you know, from being like a very fundamentalist, kind of the, the way we were growing up to going through a period of atheism and then kind of going through a period of building it up. And I know for me, some of the, some of my happiest days as a Christian, and even now to some extent, were, was the time when I was reading the Bible and like almost relearning about these things. But if you ask me if I believe in the afterlife, I was like, yeah, probably not. Um, or, or if I believed that, or if, or I remember those, there was a period of time where I even described myself as a deist, which, which is a, I guess, a, a theological idea where people who believe in a God, but not a God who's actively involved in your lives. 
And so yeah. I was I was almost like I was able to read the Bible and say, Oh, these are good ideas, but I didn't have to worry about this guy in the sky who was who was gonna hold me to account. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm wondering, like, is that is that possible that's the that's partly the appeal of philosophy, especially to people who've migrated away from religion? Yeah, I, I, I think I think that's definitely possible. Um, I think that's likely actually. There was um and as I said, like um there's um I was, I was, I was, I was uh, watching this video on the ideas of um, a German philosopher called uh, Hegel. And um, Hegel essentially has this idea. It says history is three moves, the thesis, the antithesis, and the synthesis. And so he says, he says, he says, he, says, he, he used the example of like, let's say the, for, for all of my history buffs, uh, France and the French Revolution. He said the French Revolution um, was a push against the monarchy. Right, they don't want the monarchy, and so in in doing that, they 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 set up a republic. That republic ends up descending into chaos with the reign of terror and anarchy. People just killing everyone, and says what happens is eventually after Napoleon and a series of revolutions, forty years later is when France is able to reach a point of a healthy constitutional democracy. Not perfect, but a healthy constitutional democracy. And so what Hegel says, he says, he says, what happens is most times he says there's a movement towards one thing and says when there is a movement towards back, he said there might, he said, there might be overcorrections. And so Hegel says this in itself is not to be feared. He said what happens is because when you gravitate towards one extreme, it's very hard to hit the middle right away. He says what starts to happen is people begin to go towards the other extreme and says they realize at that point they say this isn't work this isn't it either yeah and so what they start to do is then they start towards gravitate towards something that is much more healthy and so thinking for myself yeah, we, just, um, just i, I know we, that's something else we talked about on the productivity episode i guess maybe give people like a little bit more of a contempt like a modern example we talked about on the episode too but just like literally the last three american presidents you know you have yeah. you have obama which is this liberal black guy and like this is literally the most progressive thing anyone could ever elect, not thing, person that, that, that could ever be elected. And then all the racists are like, nah, I can't have that. <laughs> and they vote Donald Trump in the very next person. Everyone like, no. It's a massive shift. And now we just get a liberal, but he's still an old white guy. And everyone could be a little bit happy <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And so and and so and so like speaking for myself, my experience is like I I I I I, I had a faith which was incredibly focused on like judgment and punishment and do more do more do more and i feel like speaking myself because i can't i can't speak for other people the lord towards it and i feel like when i when i when i enter this this when i when i read this 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 school of thought which says hey these ideas of these ideas which are key to the gospel are really good ideas but you don't have to think like this there's almost like this overcorrection. And I feel like for me, what I'm currently doing at right now is finding that balance between those two. Finding that balance between between having a high view of, of scripture and and God and Jesus and not being overemphasized on either my ability to make myself better and just like ultra productivity and this other side of judgment, judgment, judgment. Okay, so then, okay, so here's what I'm wondering. So let okay, so let's say we're talking to 
um, super stressed out, very fundamentalist Emil, the guy who's, um, you know, carrying the weight of his sin everywhere he goes. Do you feel as though you could have like fixed that situation or that situation could have been fixed by just a proper, a proper like education in the gospel and like what the gospel actually is. Like not the not the gospel that you're taught in church, you know, this fire and brimstone, we're all going to hell. But I mean, like an actual education of like, yo, Jesus, he's actually about this grace thing, and he's actually about this mercy yeah. thing. Or and yeah. do you feel I, as though I, that? Do you feel as though you, like with uh, and even without you know philosophy, you could have been brought to I guess a more um, moderate place just that way. Or and here's my other question. Or, or this is the alternative. Do you think it's actually necessary? And I think a lot of people would agree with this. And I think for a lot of times I agree with this. Or do you think it's actually necessary for us to take the good ideas out of religion and pull them out? Because the rest of it is just nonsense. And like, not maybe not nonsense, but the rest of it is just a little too hectic. And we actually just need to remove the good ideas and kind of throw away the rest of it. Um, mm. And that's a, a, a better solution. Like what, like, what, like out of those two options, like what, what, what do you think is, is the best way out? Or is it yeah, a, um, I don't know. Yeah, so I, yeah, maybe, I don't know, I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe this is the third way, but I just feel like for me, third for me, way. yeah, and, and, and I feel like for me, that's the, the process of trying to find that balance is where I'm currently at, you know what I mean? Like, like my, and, and that's why, that's why I said, like, there's, there's certain, like, there's certain things about, like, even stoicism, like, like, even reading Marcus Aurelius, there's certain things which are just like, for example, um, one of the one of the things that Marcus Israeli speaks of is the idea of like um, not not grieving over your loved ones, because he says he says he says she says Jesus these says. are yeah 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 and, and no no but like but I remember Marcus Aurelius has this interesting thing where he talks about and I think his son one of his children passed away yeah a lot of he lost a lot of his kids and he was Where'd if you read meditation if you read meditations um, it's essentially his journal. He's basically chiding himself. He's like, why, why are you, why are you upset? You're not a good stoic for this. Like, like, why are you grieving over the loss of your children? Like, this is not good stoicism. And like, I'm not a father, but I come across that and I'm just like, wow, this allegedly. is, this is a, yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah, allegedly. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, this is really, really intense. Like, this is, this is really intense. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if, 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 if I was going through a similar grief, I'd be like chiding myself, just like, nah they're just they're people die don't worry about this like like i i i i, I wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily gravitate toward that bit um or the idea of like there's um there's a line by a stoic seneca and he talks of suicide and he said he said he said um he said he said anytime you go through something un- this is just a summary he said anytime you go through something uh painful um he says just remember you can endure it and if you can can't if you've done your absolute best and you can't he said be of good cheer you can end it he says you can end that suffering he says you can just end it you can just kill yourself and it'll be over okay. right and like yeah and, and, and <laughs> yeah and and and, and 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 i come across yo, that and i'm just this, like this yo i'm like i'm like man. i'm like yeah i'm like i'm like oh yeah Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, too late now, eh? Ah, okay. uh, your boy right. missed the trigger warning. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, you probably uh, we should cancel. But like, but no, but like, but but I see, I see things like that, and I'm just like, I'm like, yo, I don't necessarily rock with that either. And so, and I feel like for me, one of the one of the 
the, the place where I'm currently at is yeah, finding that finding that healthy balance. Yeah, there. Here's the thing. Maybe here's maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. Here's my question then, because going off of that, you're able to read Stoicism, or these Stoic writers or whatever, and say I like this, don't like that, and you pick and choose what you believe, because you don't believe everything that this Marcus Aurelius guy believes or this Seneca guy. You're going through it and you're saying, pick, I pick this, pick that. Yeah. And so my question is, why or why not can people not just do that with religion? Because a lot of people would say Jesus was in a way a philosopher. And the yeah, Bible is I, a book, I, like 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 why like or so do you think it's perfectly acceptable? Or is it something that even you're doing where you just yeah, go through the Bible and say, I like this, I don't like that, pick whatever, pick and choose. Um Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I think I think I think people do people do, do that. And um, what, I think there's lots a good of good idea. Um well, yeah, I think I think it's possible. Right? I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're working, you're working overtime on that one, man. Yeah, you're working, you're working, you're working overtime on that Can one. Can you in these um, traps, man? Yo, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I think. Do I you saying? Do I think it's good? Is that what I ask? Yeah, because because clearly you don't think it's an issue to do that with stoicism. Yes. Um, so my yeah, question is, I, why can't the, that same the, approach be applied to Christianity? To to Christianity and religion. Um, I, I, I personally think it is good, and let me explain why. Um. Because because I feel like there's certain speaking from someone who who grew up in a very regimented view of like everything kind of thing. Um, there's there's many people who who are especially in the last couple of years are saying, hey, a lot of the things a lot of things I grew up with were actually toxic. And so and so the thing is, if religion has been toxic to you and has literally damaged your life. I'm 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 not I'm not adverse to someone picking and choosing and saying this is not useful for me. What about the source material though? Like, like the, the Bible. Bible, yeah. Yeah, but 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 like for example, let's use let's use let's use ourselves as examples. Um, there's and which maybe I shouldn't speak. I shouldn't speak for you. Yeah, but exactly, like, man. Don't speak for me. Yeah, yeah. But but but, but 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 for example, there's there's lots of people like there's lots of people who who are who are who reread the Bible and just say, hey. Um, Maybe, maybe, maybe this is just an allegory. Maybe this is just a, maybe this is just a story. Maybe this not, is but just, that's not, but that's not just... necessarily uh, throwing it away. I don't, I don't think it is at all. Like I think we talked about before, I don't believe in a literal six day creation, but I still think, you know, Genesis one, two, three are very important chapters. No, and, it, it, no, I, no, I, no, I, no, I, yeah. no, but no, but, but that's what I'm saying. But like, for example, you say that, but someone could literally look at you and say, but if you don't take them literally, you are throwing it away. Yeah, and, and no, but that's yeah, and sure, that's their own perspective. But I'm asking like you personally, because the thing is, and and the thing is, when you read this like Seneca or whatever, and he says he says all the, all this crazy stuff, it seems to be you're choosing to you're choosing to just not subscribe to that specific belief because it's not to your preference. It's not something you're interested in. It's not something you like. Whereas <laughs> with with religion, uh, religion actually it's it's quite notorious for telling us to do things that we might not want to do or telling us to stay away Mm -hmm. from things that we might want to do and so religion pretty much sets up that because there's this guy above you because there's this god above you you're gonna have to do some things that maybe aren't the most appealing sure sure you have to go along so it's it's a very different approach at least like traditionally so 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 let me give you an example like like so so i do do that like i i'm i'm whether or not whether or not it's good or bad i do do that let me give you a, let me give you an example of that. Um, <laughs> for example, to Jesus. Prove he's still on, he's still on the Christian, Christianity. Team. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. But, no, but yeah, let me yeah. let me give you an example of 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 how of how, of how I literally select sections and apply them, right? Okay. So, um, for example, there is um, in in the 
in, right before Jesus goes to heaven, he tells his disciples, uh, go and tell everyone about Jesus and share the gospel with all people. Yeah. Right. He literally tells his disciples the last commandment, right? The idea of like, go and tell people about me, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, growing up, this was, this was, this was a massive stress for me where I'm like, I got to tell everyone and like a massive stress for me. I'm like, I got to tell them, I got to tell them, I got to tell everyone. And, and it got to a point that like, that was just like, was stressing me out. And so over the last couple of years, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Just cause you don't like it. And, and yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and, for example, and like, I just, I just, I do, I see people walking on the street, I talk to them, so on. If faith comes up, it comes up. We talk about it, but I, I, I don't actively evangelize. I don't actively try to tell people about you. Okay. And so, and so, and so, I, I, so, what, do, do people show people to do that? I do that, and I'm giving an example. Like I actually do that myself. Mm-hmm. So you think? So you think that that approach that is applied to philosophy, it's fine if we also apply that same approach to religion and Christianity. I, 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 I think so because I do it. Yeah, but a lot of people do things that they don't think are right. But I mean, you know, I, 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 I have no qualms over it. Okay. Boy, talking crazy. <laughs> I was saying this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's the thing. I don't know if listeners fully understand maybe the gravity of some of the things you're saying, or at least let me just say maybe you can't say them in a church setting. That's why we're on the podcast, Basement Full Heretics. Um. That's that's really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, do you do you do you do that? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> no, because because and, and that's the thing. It's like I, um, or at least maybe I do, but it's not something that I think I'd aspire to do. Um, because you know, I remember even when you first said that, like you know, f- faith slash philosophy makes people happy and it was kind of like equating faith and philosophy mm. and and remember i was asking like are those even two things you can equate with each other i feel as though the difference between faith and philosophy is the way i understand it as someone who only took one philosophy class in university and didn't really pay too close attention um i feel as though the difference between faith and philosophy is that faith is very absolute whereas philosophy is like yeah i have this philosophy but there are other people out there living by different philosophies and yeah. Not, not even that like we could and you know some you know like Buddhists for example they believe you can you don't have to be a Buddhist to to live a good life you can be other but but there's still the belief that like what I'm doing is 100% correct and if you don't believe that it's hard to it's hard to subscribe to any faith or at least what I'm doing is the most correct thing that I could do whereas philosophy is more so at least from my understanding it's like this is just a different way I could look at this it's like I'm just looking at this apple from the, this side of the room, but someone could look at it from that side of the room. They're still seeing an apple. We're seeing a slightly different thing, but neither of us is really that wrong. But it's like, you know, faith is like, I am seeing the apple as it is meant to be seen. Maybe I'm getting too meta, but, 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 but what I'm saying is faith in my understanding has absolutes, whereas philosophy doesn't. And so I guess my approach to it has always been not always more recently. The last couple of years has been, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things in faith, which I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily agree, agree with, or at least, or at least the, th- the things that I used to believe with that I don't necessarily agree with. But I think it's, I, I, first of all, I've tried to ask myself, like, what does this actually mean? Cause you know, obviously you're told one thing by your pastor and your elder, but actually seeing, okay, what is the actual heart of this message? And we talk about, for example, like Genesis, mm-hmm. Genesis one, two, three, 
Like, I believe, if someone asks me, do you believe this in the book of Genesis? Like, yeah, I believe in it. Do I believe in creationism and young earth creationism? No, I don't. And it might seem a little bit confusing to people, but it's, 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 I'm not going to get into it. We can talk about it in a future episode, but it's, I, I just have this belief that something doesn't have to be factual to be true. And yeah. I think there's, I think yeah. there's a lot of truth in those books. And, and so when I read things in the Bible where it's like, oh, that's kind of sucks. That's kind of rough. And maybe I, I don't want to do that. First of all, I ask myself, okay, what's the actual spirit behind this? What am I actually being told to, to do here? Am I just reading this word for word and saying, I need to do this exactly how it's written? Or am I trying to understand maybe the spirit of what's being said here? And then, and then beyond that, um, it's almost like, you know, disobey at your peril. Because the thing is, you don't, you don't have to do things in the Bible. But I think if you believe it, or at least my understanding is if you believe it, you believe, okay, if I don't do this thing, then I'm likely going to face consequences. And I'm not even saying hell. It could just be consequences in this life. Like if Jesus says, hey, you know, don't be sleeping around. Like, you know, stay faithful to your wife. And you could be like, well, you know, Jesus, I don't really feel like that. And you just had to sleep around. You're probably going to face consequences. And (laughs) when that happens, you know, it's kind of like I told you so, man. Like, hey, you should have done that thing. Um, Yeah. And so I think that's that's generally my approach to it. I'm not going to say I I followed the bible perfectly or i follow my faith perfectly i have a lot of faults but i think i i i try to keep the awareness at the front of my mind where it's like if i believe this stuff and i go against it i i should probably expect something to happen to me i think yeah i think i think that's actually i think that's a, that's a really good point um and i think what that does is as you're saying that i think it allows me to just think about some of my own um some of my own actions and stuff um and like let's like um I think I think I mentioned this in the episode with Stephanie, um, where I said I said we need to ask ourselves, um, uh, does this make sense? Like I think I mentioned that the idea of like asking ourselves um, the reason behind this. So, for example, as Seventh Day Adventist, uh, the reason behind the Sabbath, like why does God say honor the Sabbath day to keep holy? And so this is something which something which I, I constantly think about, and it's just the idea of like rather rather than just rather than just blindly following things that I don't necessarily understand what is going on, but thinking about what is, what is at the heart of this and, and what does this mean? Like, like what is, what is the intention behind all these things? And so um, using, using the example of like, let's say um, um, sharing, sharing the gospel with other people, like just telling other people about Jesus. Um, And so like, so for example, I could just say, okay, so this just means every single person I come in contact with, give them like those, those like three point Bible presentations. Um, another way, but, but, but I always ask myself, I always ask myself, okay, so why, why is Jesus saying this? Uh, or maybe and this is something which, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, just his disciples, but like, yeah, that's definitely what yeah, they did. But, but, he told them to go into the yeah, world and but, baptize everyone, and they definitely went out yeah, and baptized everyone. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, and I think, and I think that that takes on this 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 element of like us trying to apply things that don't necessarily apply to us. Um, but it's interesting that um, though, 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 for example, I don't, I don't necessarily go out and just like tell everyone about Jesus. Uh, one of the things that 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 I that that's very interesting is Jesus keeps talking of the idea of like. The kingdom of God is now. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. The idea of like the kingdom is coming. The kingdom is coming. And I, I, I came, there was this, um, there was this quotation by um, an artist, um, Alex Medina. And he, he had this line where he's the sign, line that says, make new things until all things are made new. The idea of like, we are called to remake the world. We're called to remake the world in the image of God. And so 
Um, the, 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 the carrying out looks very different. Um, carrying out the ideas looks very different, but I think, um, and that's the thing, like I'm, I'm speaking as someone who is, I don't know, I don't know what the process that's currently going on, but just like thinking through some of, some of the things I believe, because as I mentioned this before, and I've mentioned it to you, I've mentioned it on previous episodes. Um, I, I, I definitely had a point in my Christian experience where for, for the vast majority of my teenage, teenage years, um, if someone met me, they'll say Emil is very serious, quote unquote, of his, about his faith. Um, but I would say in like the last five years, no, maybe not, maybe like the last like two, two, three years, um, I've definitely had this moment where I'm just like trying to think through this stuff and trying to think about um, what I'm doing, for example, like let's say evangelizing. Um, if, I, if, if, if I really do convert this person towards what I'm saying, um, I'm going to convert them to this, and I don't. I don't necessarily. What's the, term, what's the term for this? This is not. This is not life giving to me. And so, trying to understand what faith looks like and following Jesus looks like in a life in a life giving way, and that's why for me, I find thinking about like stoicism and stuff like that has been very has been very useful for me because it allows me to think about these things without some of the gravit some of the some of the. Some of the some of the baggage that I that I had attached to it previously. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to give people the impression that like I'm totally anti anti philosophy or anything like that. Like, I've definitely like like obviously Mills was talking about stoicism and he sent me different things and I've like I've read some of them. I even signed up for the daily stoic email. He sends an email. I email. haven't. Oh man, you slacking, man. Um, I, 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 I just listen to podcasts. Just... Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I definitely see the, I definitely see the value in it of like, of being thoughtful and reflective. And I even see the value of it, even from a religious point of view, because, you know, you talk a lot about uh, in church about like, you know, the Bible, you could read the Bible forever and everyone goes, amen, big smile on their face. I can read the Bible all day long. <laughs> I love reading the Bible. But the reality yeah. is, like, once you, especially if you grow up around around it, the stories can get kind of stale. the The message can get kind of stale. It's like, yeah, I read this thing two months ago. It's like I read this story. I've read this story for the fifteenth time, and you yeah. just you you're just looking at words at that point. But like, the benefit of some of these philosophical things is that you it's a it's a new way to, to see to be introduced to these ideas. It's a new way to package them. It's a new way to think about them, and it can be invigorating. You get, you can get excited about it. It's it's interesting, and you at the end of the day, you know, you might stop and think it's like, Oh yeah, this thing, Jesus says something similar to that. Or like this, this is an idea which I already believed in, but for some reason it's resonating more just because I'm hearing it from a different place and I'm hearing it in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's, there's definitely a benefit to it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, 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 that's just essentially what I'm saying. Like, I don't want people to get this impression that, that Moses is the anti-philosophy guy on the podcast. I think I'm probably just not as, as um as in in as deep as you are um but uh i don't know do you have anything you want to add anything um you want to cover? yeah uh there was there was a um once again uh this is from a ministry called legionnaire um and there was i was listening to a, a conversation with um one of the guys the guy who started rc sprawl i think he's dead now um, but he he has he he made this line. It says philosophy makes us alert to critical analysis. Um, and so, um, just speaking speaking for myself as the person who's and as I said, like I 
I would not, I would not consider my, I don't consider myself a stoic because of some of the things that come along with that. I just don't personally consider myself that. But uh, one of the things, one of the things I find very interesting from that way, that, that branch of, 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 of thinking and that school of philosophy is the idea of um, assessing, assessing things critically and thinking through things critically. And so um, as I, as like, as I, as, 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 as as anyone anyone listening can probably guess or can, or can hear, um, I'm I'm probably at a at a moment in my life right now where I'm just like trying to really dig at the essentials of, of what I believe. Because as I've said time and time again, um, I, I I've attached a lot of extra weight to things, um, and which has braved, bra- resulted in some very uh, negative habits, destructive habits, destructive ways of thinking about myself, about other people, and. One of the things, one of the things which I benefited from is just the idea of like um, not just taking stuff for granted, but actually thinking through it. And so, as I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say, and maybe, and maybe I, I don't remember saying this at the start, but maybe I did. Um, the idea of like everyone should be, should reach, should be a philosopher. I, I don't necessarily think that, but I feel like people should think more critically and just feel like, um, just think more critically. Unbelievable. Was my big takeaway. Uh, <laughs> and believe hard, man. And what you find, and what you find, you believe hard. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, I think it, it doesn't hurt to be more mindful, more thoughtful, and you know, hopefully, that's something we're even trying to achieve with the podcast. Like, I know the the name is based on full of heretics, and people get the impression that maybe we just come on here to to slander the the faith <laughs> and say and say crazy things. Which I, uh, I, 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 something that definitely happened today. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah. But it's happened um, a number but, of times. I've been in the uh I've been a number of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't don't give people don't give people ammunition. Um no, like, but, tell us the episodes. Yeah. No, but I think at the end of the day, yeah, that is that is um a goal of this podcast is uh, hopefully have, you know, big brain conversations, get people thinking more, get people I think the thing is we we definitely I know I've definitely learned things from from the podcast. Um, even though I'm part of one of the people doing it, but I mean, talking out loud with someone else, um, it really helps you, you know, think your way through some of the different thoughts you have and some of the different opinions you have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's something we want to encourage people to do. Uh, you know, it's nice to have a meal, a meal lead out a few episodes. I was actually thinking maybe I might even make like a, a, a little different intro song for the Heretics intro when a meal does it. Um, it's not a promise, but if, if I, maybe I'll work on it tonight, you probably would have heard it. Um, at the start of the intro, so, if, uh, like Miss Simpson's one. Nah, I think I think I'm, I'm, I want to have an extra one for when Emil leads it out. <laughs> I, I, this is a lot of work, but I'm gonna see if I can maybe cut together uh, some of your better sayings from over the podcast. Uh, like you know, like believe hard. I'm trying to think of some other things you said. I was thinking about it earlier. I don't know. We'll hear it. We'll see. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe it's too much work, but but it's it's always nice to have Emil um, um, host out, lead out. Uh, Anything. I'm trying to think if we have any announcements. Nobody took us up on All our right. offer yet to to Forward. to leave a question with a five star review. Okay, people. I know it's pretty obvious what we're doing. Um, that we're trying to artificially inflate our podcast stats, but we need it. <laughs> All right, we are languishing. We are la- we're nowhere near the Joel Osteen podcast. How many? How many? How many? How many? How many five star reviews we got? Like, I think I got like ten or something. That's um, not bad, man. Which means we must have thousands of listeners because no one ever, leaves, <laughs> no one ever leaves a review. <laughs> um, but yeah, but dude, yeah. I've I've listened to podcasts where I'm like, I check out oh, their 11. their like Instagram page, and the page has 
thousands of followers, yeah. but like I, no I, reviews. I'm I like, don't want to seem ungrateful because like, we, we we have you know eleven five star reviews, so I appreciate the love. But hey, folks, if you want a question answered, we're gonna answer it. literally any question. Put it on there, we'll answer it. Um, you, know, you said it was ten. Did you just did you just start eleven? <laughs> Actually, I I still haven't. Make that twelve. <laughs> <laughs> 13 13 we're about to get 13 um, but yeah and uh you know what shouts out to everyone listening to the podcast uh you know this week we got a little more active on instagram and i noticed instagram engagement did not translate to listeners uh <laughs> so some people really be out here just answering polls not knowing what they're talking about uh so shout out to everyone who's actually here listening to the podcast mm-hmm. we appreciate you specifically mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's a, it's another it's another day, another week, another episode of Basement Full of Heretics. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening once again, and uh, see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Take care. Much love.